You just put it in the right file according to alphabetical order. You know, A, B, C, D, E. A podcast about the man, the myth, the legend. This is Despite All My Rage, I Am Stuck Watching Nicolas Cage. I said, put the bunny back in the box. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! I love my eyes! My eyes! Ah! I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Despite All My Rage, I Am Stuck Watching Nicolas Cage. I am your host, John Miller, and welcome back to an episode that's kind of been a little bit delayed. Um, Sorry about that. (laughs) There was no uh, episodes in a while here. We're going back to the bi-weekly schedule, and um, so so from now on, it's going to be one episode every two weeks, not one every one week, unless I'm doing something special, like maybe in January again, I might be doing that for the Nicolas Cage's birth month. But um, yeah, I did some traveling and I couldn't get any Nicolas Cage in my life during that time. Uh, but I am back now and uh, we are back in the swing of things. And it's just me today. No guest. Um, I'm totally fine with that. I'm recording this uh, late at night. And um, I'm just finished watching a wonderful movie, uh, The Family Man. Um, I've I've seen it once before when I was like ten when it came out. I remember I remember very very specifically that my parents rented this movie, and I watched it. And I I remembered parts of it, but I was like very young and very vague at that time. I didn't really understand the movie, but now. Uh, now that I'm like 18 years, no, yeah, 18 years older, I finally get it. <laughs> so it was kind of a fun movie for me to watch. Um, so let's uh, jump right into it. Uh, so before we go into the Family Man here, uh, so uh, currently right now the Family Man is a 2000 film. Uh, it has a as a 2000 sorry, it's a 2000 American romantic comedy drama directed by Brett Ratner, who other movies I've seen uh, were um, X Men: The Last Stand and the Rush Hour films. This movie kind of came in right in between the two Rush Hour films with Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. No, oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, but yeah, so it's not Chris Tucker. Who's in the? Fr- okay, <laughs> we're gonna look this up. Rush Hour. I might be just blanking my head here. Rush Hour. Oh, yeah, it is Chris Tucker. What? Okay. I thought it was someone else. But it was uh, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Um, but the film was written by David Diamond and David Weissman, who frequently collaborate together, and they both wrote Evolution. Uh, the film stars Nicolas Cage, Tia, Tia Leone, and Don Cheadle. Uh, Cage's own production company, Saturn Films, helped produce the film. Now, this is where I learned that Cage has his own production studio called Saturn Films. I was amazed by this. So... Uh, apparently he's been producing a lot of films that he's stars in, and so I just never noticed that until now. Um, the film was released on December 22nd of the year 2000, and it opened at number three in the American box office, making $15.1 million its opening weekend uh, behind the Mel Gibson film What Women Want and the Tom Hanks film Castaway. 
during its entire box office run, it generated $124.7 million from a budget of $60 million. So this movie doubled its money. It's must, it was a success for The Cage and um, everyone else that was involved. Uh, critically, the movie has received uh, mixed reviews, stating that the movie was too predictable and it was a little bit sappy. Uh, currently, the film has a 6.7 on IMDb, 53% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 42% on Metacritic. Now, um, before we get into this, again, I've I, again I've seen this movie a long time ago when I was 10. Uh, it's been about 18 years. The only <laughs> the only part of this movie I remembered from then was I remember um the the cake scene the, the infamous cake scene which we'll get to uh that was kind of turned into this big meme but i had fun with this movie um nicholas cage is like it's a cute little christmas holiday movie and that's kind of the thing i'm going to uh be doing with these next couple of ones because it is now november and it's kind of getting close to that holiday season and i kind of want to do some more christmasy and like more f- holiday movies that Nicolas Cage has been in and this was the first one that popped into my mind uh this is definitely a Christmas movie I would watch I would watch this every year for Christmas it's kind of a it's a fun little movie it's cute and I I liked it and it's a nice little fun little time um anyway getting back to back on track here uh so let's just jump right into uh the family man and uh let's go through this little movie here Jack Campbell thought he had everything. Merry Christmas. I'm giving everything I've got to this deal. You're a credit to capitalism, Jack. Then one day, his past caught up to him. Kate Reynolds. She was my girlfriend in college. I almost married her. But instead, you left her. I took the road less traveled. And fate. What? Him? Me. Gave him a glimpse. What do you need, Jack? I got everything I need. Yeah? You just remember that. You brought this on yourself. At what his life could have been. So the movie opens in 1987. And uh, Cage and Tia Leone are uh, at an airport saying goodbye. And Cage has to go to London for an internship. And they're going to be a a year apart. And um, they're um, most likely... Well, they, they plan on seeing each other again. But it doesn't happen. Uh, Nicholas Cage says goodbye to Tia Leone in the uh, in the airport. Tia Leone, who's playing uh, his the, uh, the character known as Kate, uh, tells uh, Cage, who's playing Jack, uh, to not go to London and that she has a bad feeling about this and that she really wants him to stay and just screw the plan. They, uh, Nicholas Cage in this scene keeps talking about we made this plan. We're gonna like become rich and famous and. I'm Nicholas Cage. And so um, so she tells him not to go to London, uh, but Cage decides to go to London anyway. And then it um, cuts to 13 years in the future, in the year 2000. <laughs> and uh, Cage is um, waking up after he's had sex with this random stranger that he just met. Um, he tells her that he wants her to stay for the entire day. It's like, it's like I do believe it's Christmas Eve, and Cage is telling her to stay. And she's like, no, I gotta go to my parents, and I'm taking the train, and like, so then Cage watches her go, and uh, he, then he starts. He's walking around his apartment singing opera, and it's, this is one I love. Like, this movie has enough Cage moments in this movie that make it keep it interesting for me. And Cage did not fail to disappoint. He has a really good freakouts in this movie, and he's just just generally fun to watch. Um, 
So Cage is singing opera, getting dressed, and he's um, kind of the movie right now is just showing his how great his life is now. He's like he's a multimillionaire. He works at Wall Street. He's like the president of a company. He has a lot of money, and um, he's um, singing opera in an elevator. And it's going down, and his neighbor uh, walks into the elevator and he stops singing. He's like, oh, I'm just shy, and they they make little banter, and then um, Danny Elfman pops up. He did the music in this movie. I was very surprised by that i love danny elfman's elfman's scores in the past like um the nightmare before christmas um everything else i don't know like i can't like all the stuff he's done for tim burton is pretty good but i was surprised to see danny elfman tied to this uh it's christmas time uh pretty much hits you with a hammer with that's uh, christmas time and nicholas cage as uh speaking to his doorman and says how much money did you get in uh, from everyone around these days and he's like, i got forty five thousand dollars or four thousand five hundred dollars in a big bottle of wine and he gives nicholas cage gives him a stock tip and they he goes to work uh cage is all about the money he drives a ferrari uh he likes to wear suits he has he has the finer things in life um so cage is a big businessman he like kind of cuts to this big like boardroom meeting where he's talking about this big merger deal that's going to cost like 135 million dollars or something to uh, for to have two firms coincide with each other and uh cage doesn't really care about other, other people's families he doesn't really have one and one of his um partners is like i want to go home to my family like, no you got to come back and work christmas day and we're going to get all this stuff done in one day we're going to get this done we're going to get this this deal done and uh, so cage is all about the money and then the next scene happens and he's walking around with his uh, assistant and his assistant is giving him all these little messages that he's got um he gets a message from his old girlfriend kate from 13 years ago and he asks his boss if he should call her up. And his boss says, you should just, uh, how I view exes, they should be like tax returns. You file them away for three years, then you get rid of them. And so <laughs> that's just, um, so it shows you what kind of people Nicolas Cage is around here. And Nicolas Cage in this movie is a real asshole for like 99% of the movie. He's a huge, huge, huge dick, but that's kind of what the movie's all about is like the things like little things that you can do to change your life and like what if you made this choice in life instead of an entirely different choice and it kind of plays along with that and i really like that theme like i, I don't know some days you just feel like, like i wonder if i just turned left instead of right and what happens to me if I just made that small, minute choice. But this movie kind of goes with a bigger choice, like Nicolas Cage coming back instead of staying in London. But um, anyway, so Nicolas Cage just stays late at his office. He has nowhere to go on Christmas Eve. And uh, he decides to walk home. And he stops at a store to buy eggnog. <laughs> so he's in the store buying eggnog. And in the meantime, uh, Don Cheadle walks in i did and like i was surprised to see don Cheadle's name attached to this movie uh don Cheadle walks in the store he's trying to get his lottery ticket cashed out but the the register man um who i do believe is also in lost he's he's like in season three or four and beyond he's one of like the scientists that gets to the island and he's like the i forget what he is he's not the he's not faraday he's the other one he's the asian guy and I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he was in Lost. And I was like, oh, okay, that's Lost. I loved Lost. <laughs> but yeah, so Cage is buying, trying to buy eggnog. Don Cheadle is trying to get his lottery ticket cast, but the guy is like saying, no, you, you, this is a fake lottery ticket. And so Don Cheadle pulls out a gun 
and threatens the um, the cashier. And Nicholas Cage steps up like, "Hey, I'll make you a uh, I'll make you a, di- a business proposition. I'll buy your lottery ticket for two hundred dollars, and you just walk away." And and so Don Cheadle is like, he's like, "Okay, I'll take that deal." And there's a moment where like, like Cage like makes like a deal with Don Cheadle, and they walk out. They don't even call the cops for this guy that's brandishing this gun. And um, Nicholas Cage is walking home with this guy. And um, Don Cheadle calls Cage by his his main character's name, Jack. And he never told him his name before. And Don Cheadle is like this weird ghost of Christmas past kind of thing. Or like ghost of Christmas what if. And he's kind of like playing with Cage all this time. And he kind of explains to Cage like, like you have nothing. Like, like Nicholas Cage, like, you have something to live for. Everyone does. And um, Nicholas, um, Don Cheadle asks Nicholas Cage like, well, what do you have to live for? What what do you want? He's like, well, I have everything. I don't need anything. And Don Cheadle's like, well, that's what I'm going to teach you, and you're going to learn that you actually need something in your life. And so Don Cheadle like puts, puts like this curse on Nicolas Cage, I guess. And Nicolas Cage returns home, falls asleep in his bed in his underwear. And then he wakes up the next day, and he's like, and Tia Leone is, or Kate is like laying on top of him, and there's kids screaming. There's a dog barking, and it's Christmas Day, um, Christmas Day at the Cage household, and Cage is an entirely different new life. And this is like one of my favorite moments in this movie is like Cage like wakes up, sees all these things are happening, and he starts like freaking out, but he's like completely silent. And he just like he just gets dressed and puts on his shoes and he walks downstairs and he runs into his in-laws, uh, Big Ed and his and Big Ed's wife, and um, so he talks to Big Ed and he's like, "I'm leaving and I need your car." And he's like, "You have a perfectly fine minivan," and he goes into the minivan and drives into to, drives into New York City. And he goes back to his old apartment. He gets kicked out. He gets he gets shooed away by the doorman. No one recognizes him. He tries to go to his job, and no one recognizes him there. Then he like points at like he points at the name of on the directory directory, and he's no longer on the list of directories. And so he's like freaking out, and he walks out into the car and almost gets hit by his old Ferrari, which is now dr- driven by Don Cheadle. And so Don Cheadle drives Nicholas Cage around. And he tells him that he's in this thing called a glimpse, which is like, a, like I guess, like a glimpse into like a what if situation. Like, what if you never went to London and got that internship and became a big time, big time businessman? And what if you made a life with this woman named Kate, who was trying to be a lawyer? And so Nicholas uh, Don Cheadle gives Nicholas Cage a bell, uh, and he explains the situation. And then he kind of just uh, drops him back off at his minivan and drives away, giving like tricking him. Uh, Cage drives back home, runs in like he, but he's lost. He doesn't know where he lives, and he runs into his like his neighborhood friend. And his friend like takes him inside, ha- gives him like a, a beer, and he talks to him. And then he walks him back home, and then he um, returns home. And Tia Leone starts like sc- like yelling at him, like "Where were you? Like this, you missed Christmas, you you dumbass!" And Cage is like, "Don't yell at me. I just." <laughs> so Cage is trying to like piece this all together, and Taya Leone is like just yelling at him. And um, so uh, also uh, Cage starts ringing ringing this this little this bike bell, and um, his daughter comes up and takes his bell and puts it on her new bike, and uh, he starts um, like he he oh yeah he has to get dressed for a Christmas party. That's what he has to do. So he goes upstairs and he. So one of my favorite lines in the movie is like he's looking through his old his his new 
wardrobe and he's like this is subpar and i was like oh my gosh this is a great movie <laughs> and <laughs> so cage and his wife go to the this neighborhood uh christmas party and uh cage pretty much makes a beeline to the alcohol in the meantime this woman and like this really tight red dress is like trying to like is pretty much flaunting herself at Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage just like just ignores her and he's like ignoring everyone at the party he doesn't know anyone and so um and he's trying to, people are like well tomorrow's a big day Cage and he's like what's that and he's like I'm getting a triple bypass tomorrow and I think it was this guy from I think his modern family I can't remember what he is but like uh, he's getting a triple bypass and like Nicolas Cage is like why are you eating that fried chicken and like well I'm getting cleaned out anyway might as well give him the works and so uh Cage and um, this the woman comes up again in the tight red dress, and she's like starts like feeding him deviled eggs, and I'm like, whoa, that was so gross. And um, and she's like so totally into Nicolas Cage, like she totally wants to bone down with him, but um, he kind of just walks away, and like he starts um, he overhears his uh, his wife Kate talk about her nonprofit lawyer, and he has this moment like, oh, you work for a nonprofit lawyer, you no one makes money in our family, and he starts. Um, <laughs> they start um, she kind of just brushes him off and they head home and then and she's drunk and she and then cage has to go and walk their family dog um and the next scene cage wakes up the next day to his young son crying and he starts um, um starts getting up and he like knocks on the door where Taya leone is and she's dancing naked in the shower and um, he's like, oh, I gotta go change the baby's diet. And she tells him that it's it's his turn, it's his day to take care of the kids. And so he goes and has this scene where he's trying to change a diaper, and his young daughter is watching him. And there's like there's a pee joke, there's like bad like diaper jokes, and um, Nicholas Cage makes lots of faces like grossed out faces that he can't handle. Uh, but the daughter is like, you're not my dad. And he's like, what gave it away? And she's like, and she thinks that. Uh, he is an alien that was replaced by that replaced her dad, and she says that um, she this this little girl was like probably the is one of the most adorable things I've ever seen in my life. Like like whoever casted this little girl is is great at casting. Um, she tell she pretty much helps Nicolas Cage out with like how like how to be a dad for the first parts of the movie like she tells him about how to like like how to undo the ba- the baby's uh car seat where they where he has to go to work uh, he has to go to work at a at a tire fact like a tire salesman he's a tire salesman in this universe and he works for um kate's father uh, after a series of unfortunate events that kind of made them like give up their dreams so kids goes to work he's freaking out and so he has like all these like moments he starts drinking at the job and he's trying to figure out what to do with this life that or the situation that he's in and um cage um does his job and he go like very mean he's like asking people like where is where his office is and where like what exactly how he became a tire salesman and he's just kind of like this debbie downer about this whole situation and so uh, Cage goes home, and he's uh, he's watching the news, and he sees this uh, the merger that happened, but with someone else at the helm, and he gets very upset about that. Uh, and in the meantime, Taya Leone uh, runs in, into the room, and she says that the kids are asleep, and she tries to starts to seduce Nicolas Cage, and like Nicolas Cage had, and her have this moment in, in in bed where he's like, she says like what like it's like you haven't seen me in the past like like. A, 
every day for the past 13 years. And he's like, yeah, you're so beautiful. And so she's all into that. And she goes and puts on some sexy lingerie and she comes back into the room and she finds Nicolas Cage sleeping. Um, but Nicolas Cage isn't sleeping. He's just pretending to be asleep. And so she goes to bed and then Nicolas Cage opens up his eyes and stays awake. Um, and there's a whole entire scene at the mall. They go to the mall in this next scene and Nicolas Cage is trying to trying to get incorporated with his family life. Uh, but he goes um, into this suit store and he starts like trying try, like putting on this really very nice suit that costs two thousand four hundred dollars. And um, Kate comes in and with her with the brood in tow, and she's like, "Well, this is a very nice suit. You look very good in it." He's like, "You'd be surprised at how much a suit would makes me feel a lot better." And he's like, "I think I'm gonna buy it." And then so Kate starts looking at the price tag, and she's like, "No, that's like." hella expensive you can't afford this and uh i love this little scene because like nicholas cage is being helped by this uh sale this suit salesman and when the white when kate comes in and says no the suit salesman just steps away from <laughs> this situation i love this little like little this little part was really funny to me uh and then so they get this huge argument over uh this suit and like nicholas cage is like well she got shoes like and, and like, he points at his daughter and like his his wife is like well those only cost 25 dollars and so nicholas cage like her have this big fight and everything in the store and like they kind of nicholas cage just like throws off off the suit and he's like fine we'll go get the funnel cake it'll be the highlight of my week and he they go and they drive back home and Nicolas Cage and Taya Leone have this moment where like, he's like trying to figure out more stuff about their past that he doesn't know about. And he's like, so like, what are they, like, he's, like, they, like he apologizes to her and like, they kind of start talking again. And um, Nicolas Cage learns that the, their first daughter was an, an, an accident, a little happy little accident. And then the reason why he's, why they moved out of New York and into New Jersey is because, um, their her dad had a heart attack and he started to work for her dad at the tire place that's why he's a tire salesman now he kind of gave up the dream of being a big businessman and she gave up a dream to be a big lawyer so now she just works for a nonprofit. um so uh let's see where was i so then it uh, cuts to this bowling alley where Nicolas Cage is bowling quite poorly <laughs> and not everyone on his team is like what the hell's wrong with you man he's like it's like you're a different person and Nicolas Cage is like I guess and he starts like hyping himself up and he's like you've run with the bulls you've fucked supermodels you can do this cage you can do this you can just throw a ball down the lane and he like throws the ball down the lane and gets like six pins and he starts freaking out about it and I like this scene and he's like like dancing around a little bit and he's walking uh, up to the bar and he runs into the uh, the woman from before again who keeps flirting with him and he asks her like if there's something going on between the two of them and she's like well do you want to be honest and finally and he's like yeah that'd be very helpful and so she pretty much tells him that he can come over anytime and fuck her brains out uh and nicholas cage actually wants to do it at first and he starts <laughs> he goes over to his his best buddy and he's like well yeah i'm gonna go bang um that evelyn chick and it's gonna be great and like and his buddy's like dude you have the hottest wife ever don't freaking fuck this up you idiot and luckily nicholas cage doesn't do that and he stays faithful with his wife but I, I kind of wish they kind of went into that some more. 
like having a little bit like, this is the last time that's like it's ever brought up and it's, it's immediately dropped um i wish they kind of went into that more with the lady and trying to tempt nicholas cage to be unfaithful um so the nicholas cage returns home and then there's a, the infamous cake scene. There's this big piece of chocolate cake. And <laughs> Nicolas Cage is like, I want that cake. And, Ta- and then he chases Taya Leone around who's who's eating the cake. And he wanted to save it for himself. And um, they have this, like, they start making out on the stairs. And then Taya Leone is like, tell me what gets me, what, what gets me going. And he calls her, like, this dirty slut. And it makes him so hard. And she's like, thanks. And she, like, walks away. And, like, Nicolas Cage goes and starts watching, like, um, old home movies and like there's like this old home movie where like they're having a birthday party for Kate and Nicholas Cage starts singing a song to her and um, they, they obviously shows that they are in much love and then um, the next scene uh, Cage wakes up to his dog looking him in the face and he starts he's kind of in the in the in the in the groove of thing he goes like he like gets out of bed with his eyes closed heats up a bottle starts the coffee. Then he feeds the baby, and then he, like, comes back, and he sees Taya Leone, like, sitting on the bed all excited with a big birth with a big anniversary present. And Nicolas Cage doesn't know when their anniversary is because he's Nicolas Cage, and he's in a weird situation. So <laughs> Nicolas Cage opens it up, and his wife bought him a, this really cheap knockoff suit, and I thought that was really sweet. I was like, oh, It's like, it was like, it was as much as she could afford, and it was a suit, and he, she knows that he loves suits now all of a sudden, and like, so that, I thought that was a very cute moment. Like, I love, I love Taya Leone in this movie. Usually, I don't like Taya Leone, like in Jurassic Park 3. She's just horrible in Jurassic Park 3, but this movie, she's really, really, really good. Uh, so Cage uh, admits that he forgot their anniversary. or the, Well, he didn't know, so he didn't get her anything as of yet. Um, and then so Taylioni gets very upset about that, and um, and uh, so they um, so Nicholas Cage decides to uh, take her out on the town, and he brings her down to New York City. They have a very nice dinner. They go to a hotel, and like he kind of like wins her back over, and they. Um, do anniversary things in the hotel um and then cage starts um uh, start so cage is starting to to adapt to to normal living he's becoming like a actual like good person in a way or he, he wasn't really that bad before but he's like more of a family man <laughs> get it and uh, he runs into his old boss at his tire place his tire like kind of blows out and he's like kind of woos his boss over and uh, his boss invites him to drive his car after they get the the tire repaired back to the uh, his old job at the thing and have a meeting. And so Cage has this meeting and this meeting scene. He's kind of just like like wooing over the um, his old boss and his old um, little stooge, um, his, like his previous little stooge guy. And his little stooge guy is like totally threatened by this. And like and Cage is offered a job at his old firm. And the little stooge guy gets really threatened and starts threatening Cage. Like, as soon as he's done with you, I'm going to drop you like a, like a sack of bricks. And so Cage um, gets his job at his old place. And he brings um, Kate over to this new apartment. And Kate's like, you rented this for the weekend? And he's like, no, think bigger. You rented it for the week? And he's like, no, we're going to live here. We're going to live here in this new town and have our kids go to the best schools there is alive and everything like that. And, Taya's like, and Kate's like, no, I don't want that. And um, she has, they have this big moment where like she doesn't want to live here. And like she's happy with the house that they have. 
and like she doesn't want anything else in in life apart from Nicolas Cage and her family. So they go home. Well, there's this one line that like he's like Nicolas Cage says like, "Well, everyone will be the like any, everyone will envy us and it'll be great." And then Taylioni is like, "Well, they already do envy us." And then that's how the scene ends. And I was like, "That's a very good line." Um so so Cage um, comes back uh, to, they go back to their home, home and Nicholas Cage is playing with his daughter in the snow and uh, Tia Leone wakes up and watches them play in the snow with in the, in the distance and his daughter is like, I knew you'd come back, Dad. I knew it. And so they, Nicholas Cage is back in the role of father and um, there's this one scene where Tia Leone is kind of like talking to Cage as, after he finds out that he came back uh, from London immediately. Uh, he, he came back the next day and he, he never went to London and he's like, oh, I never went to London. Wow. And um, and so like she's like, I, I, we can do whatever you want, but I just wanted I just thought we would grow old in this house together. And I just wanted that be family. But again, I can give that all up as long as I'm with you because I pick our love over whatever. And if you need this job in New York, we can definitely do that. And so Cage is in like it doesn't really go anywhere apart from that. You don't really know what the decision Cage makes is, uh, because um, he's putting out new uh, shoveling salt for the or salt for the driveway to so it doesn't get icy, and he r- finds out that he's out of it, and um, uh, he turns around and his and his uh, daughter's on her bike's bicycle, uh, ringing the little the little bell that he got, and he reminds her of Don Cheadle. And so he goes to the convenience store to buy a bag of salt. And he's like, five dollars for salt? Oh my gosh! It's so two thousands. And um, Cheadle is now um, the cashier at the store. And Nicholas Cage starts freaking out on Don Cheadle. And Don Cheadle's like, "Hey, dude, it's a glimpse. It's gonna end here soon. Um, I can't keep you here." And so uh, Nicholas Cage is like, "I'm not going back. I'm not going back." And so, um, so Cage like runs out of the store with the uh, with the salt and then he starts saying saying goodbye to all of his kids like he like touches his little son on the on the forehead he kisses his daughter goodbye and he uh, has this last moment with kate and he's like whatever you do just remember me as i am right now because if you don't it's like you n- never happened and I, I can't live with that so um, cage like goes and walks the dog uh, one last time and then it starts snowing and he looks up at the snow and he's like embracing life as a family man now. And he comes back and he's like sitting in this chair and he's refusing to fall asleep because he knows if he falls asleep, he's going to go back to his old life. And he now knows that he wants something to live for. And so Nicholas Cage falls asleep in his, in his, um, in his chair and he wakes up and he's back in his bed right where he left off. And it was all a dream. And he uh, opens up the door, and the woman from before is just all in her lingerie, and she's like, "Merry Christmas, Jack!" And he's like, "It's Christmas? No way!" And he's just, he runs by her and goes uh, to find um to find Kate, and he goes to his old house in the suburbs, and he can't um no one lives there anymore. No, well, this old man lives there. It's not Kate, and then he um goes um back to work. Uh, he gets a call from Mark and is like, dude, you have a meeting here and you need to get back here right now. People are freaking out. And he's like, I'll be there in 20. And he gets there and he has this moment where he's like, well, he starts to fix everything. And he's like, I'm just going to be alone for the rest of my life. But that's just me. That's just my job. That's my choice that I've made. And I'm going to fix everything. And um, then he um, looks up 
Kate's new phone number and her address because she was she tried to get in contact with him the day before and he goes and visits her and she just wants to give him a box of his old things because she's moving to Paris for her job. And so Kate's takes the box and he asks her if she wants to go out for a cup of coffee before she leaves. He's like, no, I'm pretty busy. Uh, maybe if you're ever in Paris one time, you can hit me up and we can go get some coffee for old time's sake. And so Cage goes back to his apartment. And he's like, oh, going through all his um, his boxes, and he finds like he, like this is one scene where he starts playing with a yo-yo. I like that part. <laughs> and then he also reads uh, Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut, and I've actually read that book. That's a pretty good book. Um, and then uh, Cage decides to go to the airport, and he um, runs through the airport. He leaves his Ferrari idling, and he tells like the guy's like, "I'm gonna tow your car." He's like, "I don't care." And then he has this huge airport scene where I love the scene because he's like pretty much just yelling at Kate. And then like all these other people are acting like they're in an actual airport. They're just ignoring this crazy guy. And Kate's like walks over and he's like, he begs her to stay in that like or to delay her flight to have one cup of coffee. And she agrees. And um, the movie ends with them having coffee at the end of it. And they're just talking. And that's the end of that movie. And it's like snowing and it's, they're both in the airport. And it's kind of a... It's kind of a downer ending. It's like you don't really you kind, of, kind of can fill in the blanks. Like Nicolas Cage learns a lesson that he needs to. He he doesn't have everything in the world that he wanted, and he it's kind of a good little. It's a good Christmas movie. I I would I would watch it not every Christmas, but maybe every other Christmas. And the movie makes you think about like what like what other little choices you ever made in your life, and what would happen if things went differently, and. What would that would be like, and I and I like that little idea, and makes you makes you think. But yeah, that was that was the Family Man. It's pretty fast. It's a pretty straightforward movie. Uh, again, not really much to talk about. Um, my favorite scene was the cake scene. Um, also, just Nicolas Cage freaking out about all of this. I would hi- I highly recommend watching this movie. Um, I also highly recommend um, yeah, just watching this movie. I think it's a good rewatch i ought to rewatch it again it's it's probably not my favorite movie that we've done but again i've i've i appreciate this movie and i'm looking forward to more nicholas cage in my life so i think that's gonna be it for this episode of despite all my rage i am stuck watching nicholas cage uh i'll be back in two weeks with a guest maybe i might have a guest by then i'll have to see and um we'll be doing another uh maybe another holiday-esque movie and uh try to stay in theme for a couple of months but uh, that's gonna be it and as always uh keep the cage in your heart and i'll see you in two weeks goodbye